and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost and host of the Xbox Expansion Pass, joined by my big brother and yours, the guy who's not going to have a bigger smile on his face than he is next week, Mr. Ainsley Bowden, host of the BitCast. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Why next week? Next week is the release of Halo Infinite. Oh, and that's you will right. be free to talk about any experiences that you may have had prior to. There's an embargo that lifts sometime next week. I want to say the 6th of December. Six, but a little bit before this or a little bit after this show comes out, uh, which is pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, and so I can only imagine the joy that your heart will feel uh, when you're able to talk about Halo Infinite's campaign. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what's going on, everyone? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I can't say a word, but um, yeah, it means Bowden, host of the Bitcast. All right, a, it's a super tight embargo, but um, there's going to be a lot of discussion next week, and um, yeah, I am very, very excited for it. We've all been waiting years for this, so yeah, it's going to be fun. Excellent. I'm looking forward to that conversation, both on Bitcast and, of course, here on Cast Co-op when episode 18 drops for a Cast Co-op. <laughs> We are also joined by Mr. Joseph Moran, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, host of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Nothing big or monumental has happened to me. Just move on. <laughs> Nothing big or monumental. This episode airs on Friday. You're not going to share your news? No, I can't share it until December 15th. Okay. We've got good news. He's under Joseph embargo. Or I'm under embargo. He's under life embargo. <laughs> just know, just know that my that I'm very proud and happy for my friend. That's and 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 uh, Halo. Since I'm not under embargo, I've heard I've heard rumors, and I got an inside source, guys. I got an inside source. Inside source. It's not, it's not me. It's not it's me. A, <laughs> yeah, you. I heard. Bowden gets his credentials pulled for no reason. Listen, us being goofballs. Listen, I heard. I heard this is only DLC. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. You know, every campaign after this will be called DLC mm-hmm. for Halo Infinite. It's yeah. gonna be the, they'll all be the Miles Morales of Halo Infinite. That's what they're gonna <laughs> That's say. That's how they get you. <laughs> That's how they get you. Honestly, I'm so hyped for Halo. Um, I've heard nothing, and I just want to <laughs> know how this connects to their ten year plan because it has to. Have, like, is it gonna be like this? big like w- like to be continued screen like something happens mm-hmm. um or is it like you know tune in next week type of deal i don't know i'm just i'm excited for it so i, I don't want ains to comment because i don't because ains truly has to to any listeners can't. he's told us nothing we've asked him not to tell us anything because we we don't want to know um but joe i had the same question uh because i'm really big in halo for me is more about the story than it is the multiplayer though i love both um, I'm curious how how it's going to play in. I also don't know how I should go about playing Halo Infinite because listeners, I didn't I didn't do the early re- I didn't get an re- early review code. So do I want to go in and race to the finish line so that no spoilers mm. happen, or do I want to mm. explore this world and and take my time with it uh, as as I would typically do? Right. Yeah. Um, that's going to be for me an interesting element to it. I also yeah. want to be truthful, Luke. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not letting names talk because <laughs> um, <laughs> he's got a lot to unpack. But for for me, I just want to let you know the reason why you didn't get a review code is because I told Aaron not to. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> We've how, been DMing, how, Joe, and it just how yeah. could you have told Aaron Greenberg that? Well, because we follow each other. Ergo, we're friends on Twitter. <laughs> and he how said did he that gets. Happen? He, he said that I get to drive the Tesla one day. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
Okay. All right. That's Sorry, I was going to go back Go to Halo. I was going to say that I haven't finished it yet. So I, too, am very curious to see where they go with the story. Like, how are they going to end it? And what's that? Because they've already said there's more campaigns coming, right, as part of mm-hmm. this platform. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just as curious as you guys because I haven't finished it yet. And I don't know where it goes. Um, mm-hmm. But they, there is this gap between Halo 5 and Infinite. And I would highly suggest anyone listening to this, if you haven't, and if you're a big fan, you probably already have. There's a lot of ways to kind of fill that gap in, in YouTube mm-hmm. videos and lore videos. And I would highly suggest doing so because mm-hmm. this is a couple years after Halo 5 and a lot of mm-hmm. shit's gone down. Uh, two books you want to read, Shadow of Reach and Divine Wind. They're back-to-back for each other. They lead up to things. Um, but well, why do are... other media or mediums when YouTube exists and it's the best? YouTube is the most efficient. No doubt about that. No, I wouldn't say the best, but most efficient, absolutely. Uh, well, that's not what Ian's Mr. From... B says. He says he cannot <laughs> Squid Game Squid Game. I don't know who that is. I saw that thing circulating on Twitter. Do I need to know who that is, or is this just... No, you're good. You don't need okay. to know. All right. Um, Toa Freak, T-O-A. Toa Freak yes, is a very that's... well-known yeah. Halo content creator. Did a really good, like, 15 or 20-minute video. Ooh. Very in-depth. He covers six books, Halo Wars mm-hmm. 2, Halo 5. He covers it all, like, in way more detail than any normal person would know about Halo to get you ready for Infinite. He, mm-hmm. he did such a good job on that one video that I actually cut it off when he got to Divine Wind because that's what I'm reading right now. Oh. Um, it, that's how detailed he gets. So it's, <laughs> it's a great video. And it's, um, I think, more efficient than some of the, the IGN stuff in recent years, with the exception of the fact that this one, didn't he do the voiceover for this one or help them or consult with it? Or is that Halo Cannon? There's an IGN version of this phone around, and I, it's, it's Halo Cannon on Twitter, but oh. he has his own uh, YouTube channel as well. Yeah. He calls them Canaanites and such, and so it's just a very deep Halo lore. Uh, but they clearly outsourced for him, and he's a good voice for the, for that uh, oh, aspect of Halo. Which yeah, is cool. he's been around forever. He was big in the Bungie mm-hmm. forums years ago. I remember him. So yeah, yeah. he knows the shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool to see the the discussion, hype, and passion surrounding Halo once again in a way that it has not. I would argue since Halo Reach, even because um, Halo Four that was during the the Modern Warfare times that's when modern warfare really came to pass uh and be as big as it as it truly was modern warfare 2 and 3 were just so big by the time halo 4 was coming around um that it's it's really nice to see halo in everyone's mindset so much so that as these multiplayer conversations uh the, the beta but but really the multiplayer has been out for two weeks and people are lamenting and praising and it's getting reviewed they're this passionate about something two weeks old um there's just articles galore written on this game and and Mm -hmm. so much praise on the gameplay it's really nice to see people caring about it um in a way that they haven't for over a decade i feel well too bad um that it's dead once it it comes out (laughs) and by the way how did i forget that uh joey uh uh, our contributor at season gaming who's a halo lord nut as well He, we literally have featured on our site right now navigating the halo universe where he covers Mm. every do you really everything that's been done? So every game, book, movie, and where you should kind of go if you want to learn, you know, the core of where the story is. I legit did not know that, and that came out 15 days ago. Yep. Um, my apologies to Joey. I'm big fan. Yeah, he doesn't pay attention to SG. You know how it goes. Yeah, he says he does, but he just doesn't. I don't know. I, don't know. Oh I know how it is. I know how it is. 
It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought he would segue instead. <laughs> well, he's just like, I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah. yeah. We've got a busy yeah. few weeks, man. Forza came yeah. out, a lot of reviews coming out. There was Guardians. There's a lot. It was been a great month. November was an yeah. amazing month. We're recording this on November 30th. And like this isn't our topic for the show. But damn if November wasn't amazing, right? Like yeah. the end of October and, and through November, we were playing some great games. Yeah. And, we've got, and now we're back into the lull a little bit. Well, I was just nice. We've got I Halo, disagree. But we've got uh gunk coming. Gunk, yeah. chorus, and, uh, and halo. Chorus. Yeah. Gunk, Chorus, and Halo are in the next three weeks, Joe. Oof. And and I'm I'll say, well, it's certainly not on the level of Halo. I'm playing Chorus right now. Um, and this airs on Friday, so I can say game's really good. I, I would say I'm about yeah. three, four hours in, so you know, maybe a third based on the projected time from the developers. Um, it's a forty dollar game. I'm saying buy it at this moment. Oh, really? It's only review. forty bucks. Yeah. Um okay. this play it plays so far. Like the space shooter I wanted uh, Star Wars Squadrons to be, it yeah. plays a lot like the old school Rogue Squadrons. And without without having my tongue in my cheek here, I really said that this plays a lot like Halo 4's longsword level, like where you're flying in the ship at the end of Halo 4. It feels like that. Hmm. Um, so, so based on where I'm at right now, I've got more to play. Um, but I'm really like this game, and nice. I'm, I'm quite pleased with it. So non Halo fans have chorus and the gunk to look forward to yeah that's cool way, I, I i'd be tempted but right now i am playing the ruined king uh league of legends story because oh, i was it? where's this at this uh on? i'm playing it on the playstation 5 it's the playstation 4 version of the game because the next gen uh versions are not yet huh? but uh yeah no I'm, I'm super early on so i don't really have any thoughts it's just because of arcane coming out mm -hmm. um and that show being literally what joseph wants a show to be mm -hmm. that's that's what the show is <laughs> it's like give me a lot of action uh, uh some some dialogue here or there a compelling story even more compelling characters and bam we get we got yourself oh and snappy animation and, and that's joseph's home so i'm good i'm i'm in a really good spot in my life guys where i'm coming off of really good entertainment after really good entertainment and then the crescendo is spider-man in two weeks and so i'm living my best life you see, you see, uh, Luke. He 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 gets a few positives in his life, and now he's referring to himself in the third person. You hear this? Hey, hey, man! This week he gets a win. I'll give it to him this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joseph had a great week. The entire week the Snyder Cut came out. Um, yeah. I was a churchgoer. I was there. I was Are you like, still I believe going on about the damn Snyder Cut. <laughs> it's so good. Ains. Can we I have had... a Can we have a show without the Snyder Cut being mentioned? I got the coolest statue that I pre-ordered a year ago. It's here. It arrived. It arrived like a day or two after my birthday. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, a year's gosh. Not bad. A year's not bad. Yeah. I um, I really, really love the side of code. So. Ains, <laughs> our, our gift for Luke still hasn't come yet. I'm really okay. pissed off about it. It's true. I haven't even gotten the shipping notification. What? Yeah. I'm very pissed off. Is this yeah. a custom controller like I tried to order you and then they please, just canceled? Please don't guess. Please don't guess. Okay. Please don't guess. All right. All right. We should get into the show though, because I got a lot of saying. I got a lot on my mind. By the way, sure. speaking of statues, <laughs> how about how about Pure Arts just tweeting out my unboxing video? Yo, yeah, yes. that was cool. What that was, was cool. that about? I didn't even see it. Like, I I God. loved I loved the headline of it. 
confused looking white guy unboxes our statue. And that was Man like, oh. sponsored by Cyberpunk, featured in Cyberpunk video. <laughs> Man who got free chair does unboxing. <laughs> finally, he admits it. Yeah, finally. finally. I am thinking about pick, uh, or sorry, not picking one of those up. A CD Project Red sending me one of those chairs as well. Mm. Yeah. You're thinking so about me. it? So that tells me I might need it because this chair, the arms are wobbly. That's uh, all the excuse I need. So you can't see the bat. Maybe did I talk about yeah. it last week? I got the yeah, Batman the Secret Lab chair. Okay, okay. I didn't know when it came in. Love this chair. Honest to goodness, really love it. Once you get, once you get into it, man, there's no going back. Yeah. Okay. I heard Respawn has good chairs as well. Bomber has a Respawn chair, and he really likes it. Does he? <laughs> They're North Carolina based and refuse to sponsor XEP. I've not approached them. I feel like they should come to me. <laughs> um, but you know, here we are. <laughs> you know, oh, here's so the thing you, I'm you, upset about. You think about. you deserve this sponsorship? <laughs> I'm entitled You're to entitled this sponsorship. To this. Yeah, that's right. Here's the thing that I'm. Aaron Greenberg follows my friend Joe. <laughs> Don't you know? And he, he follows years... me too, Luke. Yeah. Two years of a solo Xbox show, and they follow my best friends mm-hmm. and Ains. <laughs> I and I just like Xbox. I don't love it, you know. That's great. Well, <laughs> Jeff. Hey, uh, you know what really does grind my gears though? What's that? And what Let's we're entitled to? Oh, you're doing and the what Jeff Keeley needs to fix. <laughs> Jeff Jeff Keeley, man, this guy. All right, the what's Game Awards thing? is broken. I agree. It's broken. With you. Okay. All right. Tell me your pitch here. Okay, so I'm upset, and I've hit, I've emailed jeff keely about a dozen or so times mm-hmm. um Death a up. lot of it oh of course how else are you gonna get his attention <laughs> That's good. That's um good. because forza's not there well the game of the year forza horizon 5 mm-hmm. is not there it's not well it is in best sports category and accessibility but it's not there in game of the year and mm-hmm. i i'm i don't like to brag but like i'm level 20 in that game mm-hmm. <laughs> And I feel like it needs to be in there. <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Our topic for this week, of course, uh, is game award shows, when the best time to have them is, uh, and how to go about deciding when or what does deserve a game Not award. Not in a year while it's still going. Next question. Now, uh, the game awards or maybe themselves... when it works in your favor. Next question. <laughs> the game, the game awards themselves, hosted by Jeff Keeley, have sort of become uh, the de facto game of the year uh, place to go. Where in conversations amongst content creators and, and people, people think of the Keeleys as being the determining factor. Whereas uh, prior to 2014, I think people probably referred to IGN uh, and then and then maybe a few other kind of places within more segmented communities but the game awards has kind of become the de facto conversation piece because of i think the spectacle the eyes that continue to go on it they were nationally televised at one point uh the video game awards were done with in conjunction with spike tv uh and traditionally if you looking at the history from 2014 on every single show from 2014 through here now to 2021 has taken place in the first or in some cases second week of December, meaning that any game that comes out uh, prior to them would have had to have time to be played, considered by the judges, uh, and you could have games releasing during that week of December. Halo Infinite's a good example for, for this conversation uh, that won't be considered until the following year. Jedi Fallen Order was kind of the odd one out last year. Uh, and so the question that, Joe, you kind of 
pontificated at first was when should you have a game award show? I'll note for the listeners, you also just started putting out votes uh, and and scoring for the Trophy Rooms Awards. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, XEP and BitCast are not going to be doing any type of award, I think, until next year for different reasons. So uh, talk to me, Joe, about your mindset here, uh, and then we'll we'll get into it. Yeah, so... Great question, Luke. Great question. Yeah. He so, said pontificating. I don't know if that's a slur against you, Joe. Uh, if, if we I'm winging it. I'm really winging it of what it means. I, I, I teach English to the youth. Uh, pontificate this. <laughs> I drink my water with my pinky. Uh, uh, nothing but good OJ here. So um, he was innocent, by the way. Um, Jesus Christ. Cancel oh, me, man. just cancel me. We Leave should pontificate about alone. that. <laughs> Listen, the glove doesn't fit. Anyway, when's the best time to do a game award show? As you know, I think websites and uh content creators specifically, you might be asking yourself this question. To me, it is when Jeff Keeley does them. So the reason why I say that, or maybe maybe you can make the argument for dice, but if you're a small content creator you need something a little something called seo um to get people at get people's eyes at your thing and when people are talking about the award show the most is in the november december month and then it's just a heavy fallout or fall off at january into february where usually with the oscars they are in, I think, the beginning of February to give all the judges time to go over every single movie that's come out in that last year uh, to watch. So the reason why you hear or you see a lot of like, you know, top 10 movie categories or the you know movie of the year in around January, February is that's when the Oscars start making their moves. And so the whole industry kind of follows suit that way. So that's the same with Jeff Keighley. Jeff Keighley holds a lot of clout and a lot of weight, and he knows that his products get a ton of clicks. So if I'm a small creator or if I'm a website, my thing is I kind of, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to get that attention as well and kind of, have eyes on my stuff because if my thing or what I have to say is relative to the subject, but have a different slant, like we do at the trophy room, well, then I'm going to get people that are going to be maybe even a little bit more curious of what our list is than Jeff's and kind of compare and contrast that way. And that means that more viewership and more listeners are going to be directed at me. And how many questions or people on Twitter that go, Oh, I love this list or this list doesn't have psychonauts on it. It sucks. It's like that's still engagement and that's still people mm-hmm. clicking on my stuff. And to me, as a content creator, that is important. While at the same exact time, also, I don't have to wait for Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to wait for Chorus. So for me, it's like, yeah, all the big PlayStation games came and went. And so I get the luxury of going, okay, uh, end of November is the time that we can do this. Mm-hmm. So that's when... That's one of the best time is, man. Strike when the iron's hot. He's not wrong. I mean, <laughs> that's a microaggression. You should say that he's right. It's <laughs> a real thing people say. <laughs> people are stupid. Um, yeah, I mean, he's not wrong, right? I mean, it, it's, everything you just said is factual. It's more of a, and I, to your credit, you do have the benefit, like you said, of PlayStation kind of being done for the year and have yeah. been for a little while now. 
Um, not that that's a bad thing. Um, yeah, I just think, um, you know, we're doing, so I'll say this for, for season gaming last year, we did a more traditional awards kind of thing where we took all of what we consider the top, uh, games in each category. We did like 12 categories, right? We had like six to seven games in each. And then each contributor basically got a vote. We tallied up all the votes for each one gave out the awards very pretty straightforward the thing that i found trouble with is we're a small outlet we have we have more contributors this year so we have i think 14 contributors now but even with 14 people the vast majority have not played all of what would be the highest rated games of the year right so when we have votes to say what's the game of the year is it psychonauts forza death loop whatever it may be you know several if not more of the contributors haven't even played all the games so how can you vote you know what i mean it just doesn't make any sense so we're taking a different approach this year we are waiting to january because as i've said a million times over you know and it sounds kind of silly i realize but we don't do everything just for clicks so we feel halo is a huge game right one of the biggest games of the year we've got gunk uh, chorus is smaller but it's still a game that's releasing right and there's other indie games coming out this month uh or in december so we're waiting to january and then what we're going to do is we're going to take the top 10 metacritic slash open critic ranked games put them in a list and put them here right and then we're going to take every contributor and say of these 10 games how many of these have you either not played played or finished um, and that's going to be shown for every contributor in season gaming. But then they're all going to have their individual lists of their 10 favorite games of the year ranked. Um, because what we found, too, is that when you just focus on the top rated games or the, you know, the Keeley list, if you will. Right. There's a whole ton of good games that get overlooked. Mm -hmm. Just tons. Um, and many of those games will be the favorite games for people like us, just general people. So. You know, not to not to harp on it because there's a lot to unpack here, but um, we're we're taking a different approach to where we're going to yeah. say, okay, these may be the highest rated games of the year. Here's what we think are, or here's what we know are the season gaming highest rated games of the year, and we'll rank those. But here's all the contributors, and here's their favorite games of the year, yeah. and it's going to be vastly different lists. There's two things I want to uh, hit on because I you said two things really uh, really interesting. One, okay. we have not played all oh, the games I, I, this year. Two, sweet. Yeah, only two. The rest <laughs> of it was garbage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Story of my no. life. Oh, that's all right, buddy. <laughs> I <laughs> need a win, guys. Follows you. I need a win. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one, yeah, like, I think if we look at most people's lists, most of them are going to be the same. AAA games that we come to expect because, you know, we've all kind of fallen into those marketing cycles we've all played you know if you're a playstation guy you've played you know returnal ratchet and clank death loop kena bridge of spirits right you've played them those are probably going to be on your list somewhere if you're an xbox guy you probably got forza gears halo forza gears halo because that's all you got um <laughs> but no like you got you got some games there um and those are probably going to be on your game of the year list as well right so there isn't that much variety in the grand scheme of things unless you're going after super niche things so like if all you're doing is covering indies 
even even in the indie department, it's like, okay, so you got Kena, Death Store, The Forgotten City. Um, it takes say, two, maybe. It, it takes, takes two, two maybe. Probably counts. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. So, like, yeah, like, no matter what your niche is or circle is, you're going to have the those big games somehow end up on your list. Um, so that's one thing to consider is that no, not everyone's list is for everybody. And I think the other thing that, um, you, you hit on as well is with this somewhat fallout and I get, we'll, we'll probably get into it later on in the show of, you know, Forza not being in the game of the year can, uh, consideration. It does point out a major flaw of Jeff Keighley's show is that it is super mainstream. And it's super commercialized, and it's because PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo heads sit on the board of that committee. So you're going to get this super commercialized version of the Game Awards that really doesn't, or shouldn't, when you think of a grand scheme of things, shouldn't really be weighed as heavily upon as what DICE does every year. Yeah, because that's developers reviewing developers. Yeah, so. which is, in my opinion, much more genuine. To you, Absolutely. which is the point you're making. Yeah, and when people are like, "Oh, my vote doesn't count," what do you mean, my vote doesn't count? I don't want you to decide these no. games. When, when you talk about art style, you talk about graphics. So no, graphics. I, don't, I don't want you there. Sit in the corner, eat your glue. By the way, Halo Infinite has good graphics, guys. Does it have uh, graphics? Colors? Graphics and colors. So what? What say you, Luke? Uh, I think it makes sense why Keeley does what he does, not just for conversation uh, and recognizing that he does have the people he, he has for his judging panels, for the people that are on the boards, whatnot, but also because whatever niche awards do take place in there by the educated people within their own niches, a lot of times are skipped over during commercial breaks. And it's like the awards don't seem to to matter as much to those, to certain categories versus others. And I'm sometimes confused by them. Uh, hard pressed to give you a specific example in the moment. And I realize that kind of hurts my my argument. Um, but it seems like a lot of people watch the game awards for trailers, for reveals, for yep. big news versus the awards. And I'm not sure the same thing happens in other mediums like the Oscars. Um, how, but you could probably make the same thing or make the same argument about like the VMAs or the MTV Music Awards and stuff. They're for spectacle. They're for pomp, circumstance, but not always news. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so there's kind of a balancing act there. Like some people are watching those. They don't they don't care about the awards. And I would argue a lot of the developers uh, in. No, that's probably not a fair thing to say. I would argue that it's not a, nearly as internally powerful to the industry as the Dice Awards, to your point. Um, but my biggest qualm with it is the timing. It's the timing in that things don't come out uh, and stop coming out at November x date in order to give time for panelists to play the game right mm -hmm. like how many games have gotten skipped over because people didn't have time to play them surely plenty but if you're going to be on a game of the awards panel uh and you've got you should have kind of a a rough outline list of hey we should all have played or experienced these games on some level yeah. have some idea what we're talking about here and um well some of my favorite podcasts have been the ign podcasts of old where they discuss their knockdown drag out fights for trying to get game of the year yeah. contenders yeah. in there. I mean, I remember Matt Casamassino from way back when discussing like, you know, where the, 
where the different GameCube and Wii games landed on lists. And I liked hearing those things and those, those stories. And um, it does feel very mainstream. I mean, boys, I'm pulling up the, I'm looking at the list of winners from 2014 on argue any of that, the, their quality though, if you, if you can dragon age inquisition, Witcher three overwatch Woo! breath uh, of the wild, God of war, Sekiro shadows Die twice last of us two from 2014 to 2020. Those have been the award winners. Well, I hate to say this, but first off, they're all um, they're all AAA games, right? Like, I think last year was pretty cool because you saw games like uh, Hades um, actually take down The Last of Us Two in some categories, and you know to have Last of Us Two kind of run away with it, maybe. I mean, that's maybe one I disagree with, but the one that I can't help but disagree with is 2016 and somehow The Witcher becoming the game of the year. Uh, that year. was 2015. Overwatch. Overwatch was 2016. You mean 2015 yeah, was Witcher? Yeah. 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 That's a that's a crime. <laughs> no, what's a no, crime? No, 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 is, no. What's no, a no, crime no, no. It's 20... two not winning. No, no. Re- read the list again. 26. I think I think that's 2017 is is Overwatch. No, mm, 2016. 2016. I'm looking. I'm on the Wikipedia page at the moment. Oh, you're telling me your Wikipedia doesn't lie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know 2014 <laughs> got some conversation too around Dragon Age Inquisition, but I can't remember for the life of me what other games were in the running that year. Oh no, you're right. It is 2015. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My yeah. apologies. Come on. Yeah. That yeah. that's childish and inappropriate. Um, that's but, because but you, Google failed me. You know what uh, most I, of those games have in common though? What's that? I cut you off because I didn't care what you had to say. Um. Yeah. Crunch? Almost all of them are, yeah, third-person action games, third-person yeah. uh, games that are cinematic. Uh, in some, I think I think Overwatch only won. Overwatch is the only exception. Yeah, and it seems like it won just because of the hype around that game. And the hype around that game when it launched was was bonkers. It was I mean, bonkers. yeah, this is the first, you it's know, game that killed Battleborn. It was, and that <laughs> alone is a feat. Battleborn. No, no, no. But yeah, no, there's a lot of patchetry towards Blizzard at that time where like this is the first new IP out of Blizzard. This is the first non-PC game out of Blizzard. Mm-hmm. And it truly was the the hero shooter that that made the genre what it is. Mm-hmm. Um and so and and that was legitimately my game of the year that year as well. The, the amount of hours I poured in that game on PC and PS4 is disgusting. But I do want to know. I'm sorry, 2015, where The Witcher was game of the year. Are you still going on? Yeah, uh, we fail to we fail as a society <laughs> where we neglect that one of the games of the generation launched in that year. Yeah, it's Witcher. It's been 2,443 days since the launch of Bloodborne, and we just act like it never happened. You gotta stop, man. Not even on the same, it's not even on the same level. I know close. it's not because Bloodborne's just so much better. <laughs> it's no, not, I mean it, it actually has a compelling which, combat system. Which, yeah. 2016. Forget Overwatch. It was Dark Souls 3. Let's be honest here. Come on. Ridiculous. That okay. is really good. Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne are better than Sekiro, and Sekiro won game of the year. Looking yeah. up games of 2016. Which, by the way. The- Titanfall yeah, 2 is that year. Everybody shut up. <laughs> Titanfall 2 is that this year. And the like Horizon said, 3. 3. Um, and Forza Horizon 3 were there. But I think, I think 
this man's warning. Uh, you know what? We've stumbled upon what I think is a valid point here with our stupidity, yeah. which is Bloodborne Doom was that year. Do- Doom yeah. was my game of the year, 2016. Yeah, but anyway, now it would be Dark Souls 3 in hindsight. Yeah. But we're joking about Bloodborne. We're joking about Dark Souls 3. Yet Sekiro did win game of the year in 2019, right? Is that because from soft games have now kind of jumped the shark, if you will, in our mainstream, where they weren't when Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 released? They're much more mainstream now than they were yeah. a few years back. And, you know, give it credit because they're more popular than they ever have been. And they're also, at least, I didn't get to play the beta, they're also more difficult than they ever have been. Like okay. Sekiro, so good. just bash your head in difficult. Yeah. And and some would argue they're even more uh, or, or less accessible than they ever have been. But they are... Yeah, just even more beloved than ever. There's there's something there's something that that that's deep in that game, that that's driving yeah. folks, the, those set of games. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we that was a whole side topic we stumbled onto. Yeah. I don't know. Offers. I don't know. I I think your point's kind of everyone's talked about it. Like I, I'm kind of tired of seeing the same type of game have to win every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's absolutely stupid. It doesn't take into account a lot of critical factors of different games um, and what they do for their genres, what they do for technology, whole different aspects. It's always just like, oh, it's kind of got to have a narrative and uh, be third person adventure. And it's just like, that's so boring because the game industry is so big nowadays and there's so many different types of games yeah. doing unique things. Well, could you know what? And for the sake of just, you know, um, to, to get to get everything in here, the game of the year category is Deathloop, which is first person but story driven. It takes two, which is a third person platformer but yeah. story driven. Metroid Dread that slaps on every that fucking. That shouldn't level. even be in there. Yeah, because it's a game of the year. No. Psychonauts two, which is a third person action yeah, platformer. That's the game of the year. Uh, that's story driven, and that There's I would Luke love to play. Head, if they, hasn't played it. If course, they just let me, if they just I, let me play it. Yeah, they won't shut up. I want to play that game, and they won't shut well, I'm up. Gonna, I'm going to go on a rant if you're not careful. <laughs> Ratchet and Clay so Rift Apart. Me, God, that, shouldn't be, that shouldn't be there either. Let, no, me, let me rant. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. All right, all right, hold on. Here's the difference that I wish you guys would take on. When you play a game and don't like it, instead of saying after 90 minutes the game sucks when you have no perspective on the whole game, say you stop for you. That's all you uh, have to do. Say it's not for you. I did. We didn't say it sucked. Okay. Uh, you have said that game sucks. You've said no, I have not. Sucked. You said lots of games have sucked with almost no time into it. By I mean suck. That, uh-huh. that one See? sucked. Wait, wait what, which proof. one sucked? Point proof. Biomutant, I did not like. Uh, that one. I, it started to get me, and then it just like, oh, this is Ains, you have to give up on that. There literally is a character that is Elvis as a chipmunk. You need to feel like that's a... That's a horse you shouldn't bet on. And then also, the last one, Resident Evil. We can't all take Evil off Village. work to play a game just so we can we can go after it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, so now you're making excuses for not playing the games. God, no, we don't. If a we game don't have a fun after interns. two hours, it's like, all right, why am I gonna keep doing this when <laughs> I can go do something I like? So yeah. you say the game's not for me. I, I've said that plenty of yeah. times. No, you said it sucked. You just said that. 
I said it sucked in this moment to mess with you. Yes. No. I said, are you acting like that's the first time you said it? No, sucked? no, no, no. What I'm saying is, Joe, I always on. say He's it's not for shit. me. No, You're I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, can, I, can I save you here, Luke? Yeah, go ahead. This is just a New York and New Jersey state of mind. <laughs> We're very blunt people. And so when we say, oh, that sucked. Of course, it's my personal taste. I'd be like, oh, yeah, whatever. That's just us being like, yeah, get out of my sight. And we're usually applauded for that. People love because because we just cut the bullshit. You know, it, it it going, oh, it's not for me. That's saving face. Just say it sucked. And I you hate it. <laughs> and you move I, on. Because that's what I New Jersey does. The funny thing, Joe, is I'm, from the, tri- I'm from the tri-state area. Yeah. Luke's not. <laughs> but, see, but see, I often hear it's not for me. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. The problem is, like so many things that were initially intended to be polite, it's now been shown to be a sign of weakness and mm. people look down on that, that attitude. And it's very frustrating because the, a lot of these game of the year nominations and I'm looking through these awards uh, that are going through and stuff. Yeah. You know, what's not for me. Last of us Two, Sekiro uh, overwatch and dragon age inquisition. Didn't like those games. Not for me. Not for me. I don't like Soulsborne type stuff. Last of Us 2 is just a depressing game. I didn't have fun with it, <laughs> despite its quality. Loved Witcher, loved Breath of the Wild, loved God of War. Like, the others weren't for me. And I've and I've gone on that re- pedestal, said that many a time, and, and gone that route. But, like, it's not the same thing as actively attacking those games, which I don't spend time doing, except... When my big brother Ains over here, sort of, <laughs> you guys, if 40 hours in Biomutant's really fun, it's like, oh, Jesus, come on, Ains. What I said. knock it <laughs> off. South Park character. It's like Clyde or something. <laughs> that's that's the difference, man. It's just like some people, and, I, and I'm using us as examples to be silly, right. but like some people will go on hills and die on this thing that a game is really yeah. fun after the four hour mark. Shut up. Four <laughs> hours is ridiculous. Why no. are you investing four so depe- hours to be miserable? It depends on the game, though. If a game's 100 out, Hold on, hold on. If a game's 100 hours long, four hours is 4% of it, right? So hold on. Let me finish talking or I'll mute you. It's six. To- okay. <laughs> if you were to watch Snyder Cut, right? Yeah. And someone came to you and said, I watched it for nine minutes. That movie sucks. What would you say to them? I, I would what? say you haven't given no. enough time. Go ahead. Oh. I, you haven't given enough time. Point proven. Point not proven. Four hours it is is how what? much of a day? No, I, I nine get minutes that. is how much of a day. But it's, it's a again, very it's different comparative thing. to the content. That's, but a like review would drag to, that thing. It's like but you here's listen the thing. to a music album and you said, "Yeah, I listened to the first two tracks. That album sucks." It's like, no. I, I understand because no. there's a good argument on both sides here. There's a lot of there's... both. I, I agree with that. I, and I'm not even. I'm not even making a joke here. I think there's because <laughs> there's one side that goes, "Okay, listen, if I'm reviewing something and the first four hours of this twenty hour thing is a goddamn schlog, yeah. then that that's that's a problem in the game's onboarding, yeah. and okay. yeah, that's, that, that's a knock against that game. And I think that's a good fair. example is um, Days Gone. Days Gone. It takes a while for it to pick up. Mm-hmm. It's a game that I couldn't get into because of that. It's I think the weakest PlayStation exclusive of of of, of last gen, the major I one. Agree with all that, by the way. Yeah, and so it takes way too long to start, but the ending is fun. At the end, you get a really good payoff. And um, if you're a Siphon Filter fan, (laughs) 
You are going to play the Siphon, game anyway. That is in Siphon Filter's world. Who knows? Maybe yeah. it is. Yeah, I remember that. So, um, God yeah. damn. So Whatever. it could be. Who knows? No one and you'll never understand. <laughs> if, yeah, you haven't played that game now. You were. But never like gonna. the ending's awesome, and so if you're a fan of that of the, them, you're like, oh my god, awesome! But like the road to get there was rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even if even if like a movie's payoff, like Endgame's a great example. Man, like that's a long movie, but that last forty minute fight scene makes up for a lot of it. So you can have that. You you can have the argument of like, yeah, sure, okay. if it, if. As long as the payoff is worth it, it's there. But I also think video games are such a different medium than yeah. mm-hmm. comparing it to a movie or comparing okay. it to a book. Mm-hmm. So it, it's 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 well, way more difference. interactive. Well, big difference also in the amount of time that you have to invest to get a say. get a perspective yeah. on stuff, and how much time yeah. you have to give. Right, like okay. nine minutes. I'm not I'm not jumping on the same analogy, but like. 30 minutes is very different than four hours in the terms of how much yeah. time people have to give. Okay. Uh, and I think that is a factor quite seriously for why many games legitimately get passed over for game of the year conversations. Disco Elysium is a, a, a game I hear thrown around a lot. That's <clears> that <throat> is quite seriously never a game I'm going to play in any way, shape yeah. or form. But my understanding is the time investment to enjoy and appreciate that genre of game is significant. How many judges of any genre have time to give that game along with others in its genre. And then how many judges outside of it have time to give? And that's where inherently, I think the flaw of game of the year awards like XEP is going to have a must playlist. That's basically games that I like and said, Hey, check this out. Have I played them all? No. Am I on a panel of, of people like, like season gaming? No. Uh, do I have a community voting? No, that's a very different thing, right? I don't have time to play every single game or an interest to play every single game. Thus, my opinion is invalid in a lot of those categories. I completely agree. Yeah, and I. It I, seems like this whole award show is subjective. <laughs> I completely agree. By the way, with the the time to invest in games is far more substantial. Um, I'll give you a good example for me was Death Stranding. Like, um, just looking at the game footage, talking to Dan as he reviewed it, like I knew that game wasn't for me, and I knew it would require a lot of time. And I was like, I just can't do it. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I completely get that. It's not, it's not fair one-to-one, like my comparison of to a movie or music, cause they're a lot faster to go through. Right. Um, and you don't have to invest weeks of time, but it, my point simply being is there are a lot of games out there. You know, Witcher is another good example where to really get everything out of that game. No joke. That game is so vast. You're at 80 to 90 to hundred hours minimum. Yeah. Um, and if I've seen so many, we actually have a joke in our group when people say, I don't like Witcher and you find out they played for like six hours, seven hours. You're like, oh, those are white orcharders. Yes. And what that means is they didn't get out of the opening area. The opening area in Witcher 3 alone is like 15 hours. And you haven't even experienced anything in the game. But you've experienced the game for six hours or so at that point. And yeah. that, to me, says that you get to judge it. Like, that's six hours of your life. And as judge, much as I give I Witcher 3, it's, it's a your, masterpiece. I would say judge it for yourself to say, yeah. again, I couldn't get into it. Game's not for me. But to say, why did that game win game of the year? I played it for six hours and didn't like it. That's where I disagree. Fair. Uh, and with that, um, you know... <sighs> Forza didn't get in. <laughs> we went off on a hell of a tangent there, but and actually, I hate, and I hate Jeff Keighley because of it. In all seriousness, why don't uh, let let's ask for comments? Yeah. Like, 
that's what we've been talking about for the past 10, 15 minutes. Like, leave a comment, message, or not message, you know, tw- tweet at us. Mm-hmm. Basically, let us know your thoughts. Because I'd love to hear other perspectives on this. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, because really there is no wrong answer. I love when people, no. like, because we got some nice comments Ex- on, on our Luke's. list. Luke's yeah, well. except Luke's. Um, oh we got God. some nice comments of, like, this is my same list. Like, this is my list of games that I love. And then we had the comments of, like, Psychonauts 2 isn't on this list. Your list sucks. And I'm like, well, that's, like, your opinion, man. It's mm-hmm. like, you you love Psychonauts, and legitimately, jokes aside, games out for me, I have legitimate what I feel are legitimate gripes with it. And, um, and I can't get past, you know, the first three or four lo- or not three or four levels. Sorry. Three or four hours of it. And I'm like, it's just, just not for me. And I think a lot of people, when they take a look at like, why isn't my game there? Like personally to me, I don't know why resident evil is there and returnal isn't because I really loved returnal. It's one of my favorite games this year. Um, I'm not saying it should win. I should just think that Housemark deserves its due, right? Can I say, not having played it, so I've not played Returnal, and this is another element to kind of the way that Ains was saying he uh, Death Stranding wasn't for him, but he could listen to people talk about it and watch coverage of it and be like, oh, I can. This isn't for yeah. me. I can watch Returnal and say that looks like a hell of a video game, and if I had a little bit more interest uh i i would be in there and like when it's on sale i'm snagging that one for yeah. sure like true sale i'm snagging that one uh i think resident evil village was fantastic yeah right i think it's fantastic i don't see I why think, it wouldn't be on that fantastic. list <laughs> but that's the thing like i can look at return and be like yo that sh- yeah. that to me looks like for not having played it it should go on the game of the year lists yeah is that do a valid think, thing to do yeah i think it's completely valid now i was and gonna so- say do you think sorry joe do you yeah. Both to both of you, do you think Returnal is is that way because it's much more of a niche game than Resident Evil Village? I think so. I think there's two reasons. I think one of the reasons is you're right. It's a much much more niche. Um, it doesn't have the pedigree of a From Software game with its own difficulty because Returnal is difficult. It's hard. Yeah, very hard. Um, and I don't, uh, and I think people give it a pass because it doesn't have from on the cover. It has housework on the cover, if that makes sense. And two, when Returnal came out, it was rough around the edges. That's what and I was gonna say. Where like I see people playing it now, they're like, "Yo, this game is Chef's Kiss, good." Where you have people at launch going, "If I turn my PlayStation off, will it turn back on?" <laughs> like it was. Yep. It, I was it, one it, of those. I lost rough. an hour and a half run. Yeah. Like I, and I was reviewing it and I was an hour and a half in, I was like late in a third level, something like that. And it just crashed. And I was like, you gotta be, um, it's biome. It's third biome. Yeah. Third biome, which by the the way is the worst biome in the game. It's funny though, because (laughs) the conversation around Returnal at the time reminded, reminds me of the conversations people are having about Halo Infinite multiplayer. Like Mm. it's the gameplay is really good. They need to fix this like this thing and this thing. You know what I mean? But like the, the, quality game the core is great yeah there are rough edges to it yes yep yeah and so yeah that's why like like there are some games to me i i feel like uh you replace it 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 takes two to not do much for me it's not for me so i'm like (laughs) man i would put guardians there i would put guardians there or i would replace ratchet and clank with guardians because i've heard Sorry. As much as I love Ratchet and Clank, and I think it was a great game, um, 
there's just it lacked that staying power after beating it and after com- completing it where i feel I like think, i think people it, had rose colored glasses because it was this ps5 game it's a spectacle yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was a spectacle game. And once once you kind of once it had its week and the and the screenshots all finished up, it was like, all right. You know, it's just another Ratchet and Clank game, which is great. I love Ratchet and Clank games. Yeah. But, but it's it, only it, a Ratchet and Clank game. Yeah. And I, that goes back to what only I say about game. doing something for genre. Like, did Ratchet and Clank push the platforming genre forward? No. No, it didn't. Astrobot um, did. Astrobot did in a way, yeah. Uh, I think Psychonauts 2 does because of the way it deals with creativity and mental health issues. Sure, yes. Um, well said. Again, Forza Horizon, and what I put in my review is, does this push the racing game genre forward? I absolutely believe it does. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, again, with these death loops, a unique example, Metroid Dread. We wanted to, You mentioned Metroid Dread, and I finished that game. I really liked it. I don't think it belongs on this list. Funny you say that, Ains, because here, here, here you're right. It, it probably doesn't do anything for its genre, but for oh. me, I'm so new to the genre that, and this is my first Metroid game. Oh, well, that, that explains it exactly. So for me, I was just like, <laughs> "This is all." I hate these. I hate these goddamn uh, was it Emmy yeah. sons of bitches. But yeah. I was like, this is awesome every step of the way, and it gave me that challenge yeah. that I've been that that I love so much. So like, and then like Samus just does all the coolest shit in, during these boss fights. It's epic, and then she's just like, she's just like <laughs> Luke's Luke from from uh, from Last Jedi, just like you know, dust the you dust didn't the have shoulder. To clarify, over. we knew it wasn't that Luke. Yeah, I know. No, no, I'm that but, cool. okay bud but Uh, this this entire conversation goes back to why i think it's important to have kind of your personal lists um and and why we're doing gonna try this year to see how it goes at season gaming because then it also in my opinion if you're someone who follows an outlet or follows people like you guys like Mm. the writers uh you know uh, at sg you start to kind of um know what they're into yeah, yes, I was trying to look learn, for a better word, but it exactly. helps the audience know what they can judge your choices. Exactly. Like people know against. Yeah, people know I'm a Halo fanatic, right? Or they know certain things about the games I play. Whereas like uh, Nate, for example, who writes for our site, he almost doesn't play AAA games. He's mm. almost 100% indie. He wrote a, an incredible article about uh, Isaac and like he plays all these other type of card games and stuff. And it's like I have no insight into those whatsoever. So it's just, you know, I think it's good to kind of give the, the audience that comparison. Yeah, absolutely. I, well, I was thinking about Ains and Halo, and I wanted to go back to that later uh, okay. at some point. But learning, learning your reviewers is something that I think a lot of people don't take the time or have the time to do. Fair. But it is a valuable thing. Yeah, big um, time. And it goes back to, I, I swear we talked about this before, but how you had that blockbuster section. This is Jerry's picks. These are John's yeah, picks. Yeah, yeah. These are Sherry's picks. Like those are helpful. In truth, those are actually very helpful. Uh, but I don't think people have the time. We were talking about review scores. That's how that came up. Yeah. Um, but like I I think back to some incredible gaming experiences I had this year. Uh not all of them are from this year. And that's something that people like this was your first Metroid game, Joe. Dude, go yeah. play Super Metroid. That Everybody is tells the game, that bro. Yes. That's the one. Play, play Super Metroid and then realize that that game was made 25 years ago. 
and you'll understand how it blew us away so much at the time it's it's honestly the god of war of its time i feel like it just Mm. did it is the red dead 2 of its time it's not red dead 2 so it's boring (laughs) i've never played Red Dead (laughs) my god damn it luke stop it uh wait before i forget yeah guardians go for it because you guys both love guardians Yep. Everyone I've talked to seems to gave it a seven. <laughs> gave it a seven. That's okay. That's good. That's it still is a good. good score. It is. Um, it got very highly rated. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it's fair to say you were on the low end. We talked about this, but still, mm-hmm. still highly rated. Did that miss the cutoff too? Do we know? No, I don't think so. I don't it think just, so. I think it, it got nominated it. for stuff. I think it, it got I, nominated. Let me see. Uh, yeah, hold on. Nominees. I'm pulling it up right now because I'm curious. Because I think what happened with Forza, and it may relate to Guardians as well, um, and please, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I saw Jeff Keighley actually talk about this on Twitter, is that the cutoff was like November 16th or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Guardians of the Galaxy is in there for best narrative and a few others. Okay, good. Yeah. But he said something to the effect of like, the majority of the panel who votes on these things had their submissions mm-hmm. in like a week, like prior, like the first week of November. Yep. And they so could go like, back and change it, but not all of them knew it. This came from the Jez Corden uh, article, but then not so much the article, but the discourse that came after that. Okay. Was that so some that, of them could change stuff, but didn't know they could. Th- that is, that's messed up. Like, I'm not even trying to be that guy rant, ranting about Forza. It is what it is. But that that's a process that's obviously clearly not thought out. Well. Working. Yeah. I think I think it's not working. And there's a lot to coordinate within it because you have different panelists for different uh, categories. I mean, like, who's voting for best mobile game presented by Verizon? Right. Who's voting for best community support? Who's voting for innovation and accessibility? That's three different categories with three very different sets of games who those are not the same panelists jury members i think they're calling them uh that are involved in that and so getting getting all of that situated and coordinated is the challenge and i go back to if it wasn't in december you'd be better off right (laughs) if it was in january you'd reignite sales for a lot of these games reignite interest um but you would miss that holiday rush which i think the big three don't want you to miss they want another reminder of video games video games video games between black friday and christmas and that's what they want yes and i think you know it would it would also i think help creators in a sense as well because in january it's it is the lowest performing months month for anybody any mm-hmm. creator out there it's january because it's the slowest month uh mm-hmm. in the year so you mean it, for content creators putting out content yes for anyone that wasn't sure yeah, yeah. So like traffic just isn't there because now you got your games, you're playing them, you're out on vacation, whatever. Um, similar to that if like July as well. So yeah, I, I'm with you there. But again, the people that sit on those boards are the major, some of the major players in this industry and they want you to buy that thing because you got weeks from Christmas at that point. So did That's we just important. spend an hour to determine that this entire award show uh is designed the way it is due to money just oh, like everything shit. else oh my in the world gosh, Ains. <laughs> just like that chair you're sitting in Ains. that's right wow. yeah i mean when I, when this thing arrived the cyberpunk review score went up by two and a half points you know what i mean i believe it yeah, it's just wow yeah 
Happen. It all make it all it all makes sense, but I do think it hurts the integrity of some of the 100%. categories, yes. and that makes me a little bit bummed. I hate finding out that a, a a game or a development team or whatnot won an award during a commercial break. That yeah, hurts a little bit. Insult. It is. It is I'd such an pissed. insult. By the same token, oftentimes I've never heard of those people sure. or those games, and so I have to keep that in mind for perspective for because but it's being publicized. A- what a spotlight that would be. And that goes into a, may I have a, a bad bit rant for a sec here? Because there's a lot, a lot to, unpack. to unpack. That's right. So, so much to unpack. If this is an award show and we're celebrating games and we're celebrating the devs, should we not also celebrate the people? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I wrote at Jeff on Twitter and I was just like, Hey, Good friend, Bobby, the Nintendo guru, passed away from COVID. In fact, a lot of content creators pass away from COVID or just passed away. Mm-hmm. How awesome is it, or, or, or a reminder of um, where we come, where we've gone, and appreciate the art form. When you look at the Oscars and you have that you know moratorium of folks and you get a snippet of their work and you kind of have that deeper appreciation that would be great to have in this award show. Uh, something a little somber, but something to remind you, yeah, that you know, games have brought people together. And not just for my friend Bobby, but again, and not just for other creators. You see it at the end of of even video games, in memory of one of the the most beautiful things, it was one of the early Easter eggs of World of Warcraft, was the dev one of the devs pass away during yeah. development, and when you're a ghost or a wisp in World of Warcraft, you go up on this mountain and there's literally a shrine to the fallen uh, soldier. That's awesome. They took the time out of their development to honor their comrade. Why can't we do that on a grand scale? Why can't we honor our fallen as well? Why does it have to be just one big commercial? And that's what gets me a little bummed out. I think I can answer that. I think sure. I can. Sure, um, piece of shit. Do it. And it has to do with uh, a couple factors. In large part, though, the reason you get in memoriams uh, for things like the Oscars is they are centralized, whereas gaming is very decentralized. Uh, They've got the Screen Actors Guild that can help kind of uh, spearhead some of those conversations. Gaming, for its part, is very segmented, is rife with a lot of of different communities that are often contentious and hostile towards one another. Um, And, I mean, for God's sakes, we're we're only now getting around to recognizing uh, minority voices in gaming. And so I think the decentralization of different communities makes it hard. Uh, Bobby's a good example of, of just a wonderful, warm-hearted content creator, but existed on a small scale, even in the Nintendo community at large, right? Yeah. Um, how, how, do you, how would you turn the heads of the people on the boards at something like the Game Awards when you don't have a champion for that one person, right, that, yeah. that knows these people um, and not having like a Screen Actors Guild or something akin to it to help with that? But I, I would also note that in the last, the first Game Awards in 2014, 1.9 million viewers. In 2018, 26.2 million viewers. In 2019, 45.2 million. In 2020, virtual event, mind you, uh, 83 million viewers. And as the medium grows, it grows in audience, 
it is going to rubber band at some point in terms of, of uh, its structure and its centralization. I think people will start to mature on these levels as we, Joe, grow into leadership roles in the community. Not you and I, but our generation, right? Jeff Keeley is of Ames. I'm saying you're old. Um, but I'm saying without oh, shit, you guys dude. doing it, how you, <laughs> without you guys teaching us. Oh, how so it's this done, is my fault now. That's what it we're is, going with you. It's your generation has failed. It. No, I mean, your generation has built genuine, real content creation in a virtual age. There was G4 of old and that went mm-hmm. uh, away. And then there was this rebirth uh, of virtual events, the early IGNs. Uh, I'm thinking about like 20, 2007s and such video game awards with Spike. And then Keeley's game awards came around and people started getting digital distribution and as everything and i promise i'm coming back to the memoriam aspect of it as this medium has matured and the 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 people who are content creators grow into leadership and management style roles in these bigger companies so too will the maturity of hey we need to recognize and honor these things a good example was the new class when they introduced the new class and they started trying to recognize young creators, that is an evolution and maturity element. The trending hmm. gamer was an evolution and maturity element. They had to recognize what Greg Miller had done at the time, right? And we're fortunate that Greg Miller went out there and talked about Nicole Tan and talked about the game developers, right? He could have said anything. But then they were honoring, uh, I, I could swear Boogie2988 was one at one point. Uh, and they had a few other trending gamers. That, that were poorly. Right. And so, like, we're fortunate it was it was Greg Miller in that one, but then it be- evolved to become the new class. And and like or dislike the people that win, the honors are maturing. They are people on one. Correct. Yeah. That was a good. That's a good example. And as they honored the right, begin to honor the right people, learn some lessons in some rough spots here and there. I think this memoriam aspect is just one level amongst many that has yet to mature, but will get there. Did any of that make sense? I went for I went on a no, loop rant you, for that one. You, that was a lot had, to unpack. There was a lot to unpack, and I'll and I'll say this: when it comes to like the future class, um, I've campaigned hard, <laughs> and if the results are do not bode in my favor, which they probably don't, then it's obviously rigged. Rigged. No, uh, as much as I would love the opportunity, don't get me wrong, and maybe this comes out of a jaded person, uh, you know, mindset. I also do. Th- see that as a commercial that that's a that's a grassroots you bring small audiences your small eyes the micro creators to shine a light on this big thing that we're doing to get more traction i don't know how in all honesty how genuine that really is and how many of those people actually are the future class of video games I question that often myself, um, but then I feel like maybe it's because as I mature, I'm getting more particular in the voices that I want to hear. Sure, uh, present things that'll happen. But, but like that's that's to me. I'm like if I'm a marketer <laughs> and I've, if if I ever get into those big social media roles, um, that's what I would do. Be like, yeah, yeah get if micro influencers are the future of what this industry is why not use them to elevate my product and promote my product for literally free and hope one of them hits it big and then references that it's a it's a footnote everywhere not even they don't even need to hit it big they you just have that in their bio on twitter is good enough just just them to get their 17 friends to get their 17 friends to look at your thing um and that adding up over time 
it makes me think of the Forbes 30 under 30 type thing. Didn't yeah. didn't Tim Geddes get on that? Sure. That, yeah, I believe you so. You know, like, what did that mean? Not knocking Nothing. Tim Geddes, but like, what did that mean? Was that a big deal? I'm asking. Out of, I'm, 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 I don't know. Well, certainly to him, like, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, in the medium, in, yeah. in, yeah. The, in the, in the element of video games. I do want to point out that two of us are up for the future class. Uh, and when we make reference to Ains being part of the future class of tombstones, because that guy's <laughs> old as shit. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody voted for me for future class, and I didn't even. I don't. I don't know how at thirty six I could be in the future class. I don't know. Um, but I would really love to be followed by one or two people on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> What's a guy gotta do? <laughs> oh my Goodness god! Gracious. By the oh. way, Luke, when you said uh, when you said as I mature, I'm getting more picky about who I want to watch and take content. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's it's a thing, you're, you're, man. Believe me, your patience dwindles. Yeah, it really has. And I stopped watching than... YouTube. I stopped watching. I'm struggling to find xbox content creators that i enjoy that are mm-hmm. analytical thoughtful and reasonable and dude sure. you know how hard it is to find good playstation content creators joe what are your boys doing man? that's yeah. it's genuinely a shit show it's terrible it's genuinely terrible like i i same question guys if you know any playstation creator <laughs> that is not me that you like please let me know it's unbelievable I'm, i am curious because yeah there's just not Boy, uh, it's, but it's hard to find dedicated platform shows where the hosts are knowledgeable. I, and again, put the recommendations that you have in our comments or chat. Let us know because yeah. when I think about PlayStation podcasts, I know of three, three that are like in the big categories. Could you, could you name the three? <laughs> I will. Uh, Beyond the Trophy Room and. Uh, P.S. I love you. Those are the three that I think of as being, <laughs> and I know which ones I would and wouldn't listen to. I know which yeah. ones I value on a regular basis within that group. Two of two of them I think are pretty solid. One I think is absolutely not, and it comes down to knowledge base and interest in genuine in being genuinely thoughtful about the topic. Yeah. Um, I struggle again on the same on the Xbox side, and then there is this nice wiggle room of shows that do kind of all-encompassing content but that's hard to find too when it doesn't like, devolve like this into little program that we're on <laughs> yes but i think we don't i don't know that we tackle the same types of things that like a bit no i mean but... like season gaming in, in general yeah i'm yeah, trying yeah, to promote exactly. them right now oh yes. yay. like i don't Hi, miss guys. an episode of Bitcast because i i genuinely i like no travis. no no <laughs> i love <laughs> travis travis is great and just because like I Travis, Travis is, on XCP too. Uh, yeah. Cut this out. Travis is a bit of a dick. You know what I mean? But he's like a lovable dick. Oh, he knows he is. You can <laughs> and don't I have love to it. cut it. He knows and he I is. love it. And I love it. And like he he genuinely adds this different, different uh um maybe right. it is like a tri-state like flavor that you just don't have on the internet where he's just gonna say something and you're just gonna be, oh my goodness, I dropped hey, all the get things. Focused. Sorry. And uh he, he's gonna say he's gonna say something, but He's gonna cut through the the BS and just say it how it is, uh, and I and I appreciate that. Him and Dan's back and forth, and you're sometimes there, are fantastic. <laughs> really are. It's great. Uh, yeah, like and your content's level headed. 
And uh, that's what I miss on on YouTube. There's no level-headedness. You know, there's just the... I, I say it every goddamn show. It's just like the shocked expression, surprise, happy expression. Mm -hmm. You know, guess what? Here, here's what a YouTube, here's what YouTube content is. All right, ready? Lowercase uh, word, all cap word, word, lowercase word, all cap word, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, and then cue the 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 shocked face on the side. That's all it is. Whenever I see the words brutally honest, I'm like, oh boy. Brutally honest. <laughs> honest take. Hot now, take. All of it's the same. Now, let's we, we tend to come back to the creator aspect. It's we probably do. Three, we hate three. it all. Well, it's because we're three sure. content creators. Casting oh, yeah. Um yeah. but I think about the people that are level headed with good content. I'm thinking I'm thinking uh two episodes in a row, the Randolph Thor I'm thinking about. Um in order to compete in his own space, compete in a space where there are people vying for views, how much does somebody like Rand have to battle for it? How much versus other creators? How much is there a battle? You know, that's got to be tough. I mean, I have the worst thumbnails in the game. I'm not good at it. I'm I don't not. think it's 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 not a battle of creators. It's a battle of will because I know I know for a fact if I wanted to, I can have a 40, 50,000 plus channel. Because I understand what it takes to make that thing. And it's, it is it is a lot of challenge of what you're willing to do for it. So, like, if you know how to work SEO and you know keywords, you can fit them into a title and that'll get some views there. If you say the right thing and ask the right question to the right audience, you get rewarded for it. If you make a compelling thumbnail, which is the, you know, shocked expression to the side, that's going to bring in way more people. You want to know how I know? Just check a look at one of our videos last year. It's our Steel Series headset. I have the shocked expression and the, oh, I wonder what this is. Look on that. That video has over 40,000 views. Jesus. 40,000. And I knew it would hit that number. Absolutely knew. And did I feel dirty afterwards? Yes. I couldn't keep doing that. I can't keep uh -huh. doing that. So the reason why I fell out of love with making content, because I understood and I saw through the matrix code. And I was just like, I, it's not, I don't want this. But you lose inherently revenue and dollars and, and mind share when you don't get those 40 K views. And I'm looking at, I'm thinking about without, without naming names, because I don't think it would help the argument, but like I'm thinking about certain content creators that do those tactics and in, they lay land those views that puts me in the minority of like, that's not my, that's not for me. I'm not interested in that level of yeah. uh, inflation, I suppose is the right word, but sure. that, that, that faux shocked elements. Um, it just, I'm not, I'm not there for that as the guy with the worst thumbnails of the three of us by far. I'm just Awful. not good at it. I'm, not, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it either. Yeah, but I'm really bad at it, but like <laughs> I'm genuinely bad at it and I've tried. But I don't, there's a level I can't go to or I'm yeah. un, un, incapable of going to there. But I also have, I, I'm never going to get those YouTube numbers. It's also not a YouTube show, but my point remains, yeah. I think. It's just, it hurts engagement. Honestly, God, that's the freedom of podcasts, that they don't go by the YouTube engagement shit. The fact that I'm not, I don't know what, what view count my videos on YouTube do. I mm -hmm. do not care. I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, but I know what I... I know what works on the podcast front and I know what I'm, what links I'm 
comfortable of going to, and we're getting rewarded for being the anti Xbox Six and PlayStation's the best content. Um, it's what I, it's it's what I live for. So, yeah. It, that being said, to get back to the Jeff Keeley uh, ruined my childhood when he did the wrong thing, and he needs to make it right by putting Forza in the game of the year. It's weird that Forza's not in there. It is. Weird. It is genuinely weird because it, it, it is odd. like. It, it, I understand that it's a fantastic game. It's not for me, Ains, <laughs> but I well, understand. Really? I mean, you really I mean, don't play Forza blatantly. No, I really, I, I enjoyed a lot of it, but then Halo came out, and then I just never needed to pick it up again. Oh, blatantly, it's out. the highest rated game of the year, and yeah. to some level, it feels weird to not have the highest rated of the game of the year in a game of the year category. True. If you break it down to literally the bare minimum, that just feels odd. If we look going back, you don't have to do this now, Luke, but if we look since 2014, has the highest rated game of the year always been up for game of the year? I'd, I'd be curious to see that. I doubt it. Um, it's because, well, here's the thing. I got the inside source. I have an inside source and I know it. Um, Jeff Keeley is paid <laughs> off by PlayStation. Oh, yeah, I knew it. He likes it more, it. yeah. And yeah, I think he did Jeff a commercial really for does like PlayStation more, and you know what that matters? Not at all, because he's not the one deciding yeah, who exactly. wins the categories. Sure thing. Sure he thing. He does <laughs> love him some. He loves those mm-hmm. Kojimas. <laughs> he cannot yeah. get enough pity on right. Kojima. Okay. Yeah, and you're like, saying that Jeff you doesn't melt steel beams? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Just saying, it doesn't melt steel beams. Are, are you telling me? All right. Breath of the Wild in 2017, one game of the year, it had a 97 Which is Metacritic. way too high for that game. But yeah. Uncharted, A Thief's End, 93, Metal Gear Phantom Pain, tw- uh, 95. Oh, no, sorry, it's a different year. Sorry, 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 sorry my bad. Uncharted Me- was 2016, Metal Gear Phantom Pain was uh, 2015, and Super Mario Smash Brothers for Wii U was uh, 2014. Those are the highest ones accordingly. So only Breath of the Wild matched the Keelys. No, no, mm-hmm. no, I'm not. Were they nominated? Not one nominated for Game of the Year. Oh, I don't know. Oh. That's too much. Yeah, to all of them, I think, were. No, but that's um, what I'm saying. I'm not talking about Forza winning. I'm saying yeah. the fact it wasn't even nominated as the highest rated game of the year seems weird to me. Yeah. Question, though, out of all these games, which one do you want to win? You, you already know my answer. For Psychonauts, for Game of the Year for this year, yeah. for the Video Game Awards Game of the Year, right? Yeah, yeah, Psychonauts, yeah, Psychonauts too, my pick. I just think not only is it the, I think it's the highest rated game out of the nominated ones, um, but it, um, or it's tied. But uh, I just think it did more for again, more for a genre. It had a very heartfelt message based around um, uh, mental health, and it was exceedingly creative way more creative than um you know the other games on that list death loop would be up there too um but yeah that's my pick you know what i say to all that mental health stuff just suck it up <laughs> just suck it have up, you yes. tried not being sad <laughs> yeah have you tried not being sad how about you think about how some people have it worse i'll put it in perspective <laughs> Oh man, uh, that's a joke. Laugh, please clap. That's a, you know what's funny is that's the perspective I use in my life. <laughs> it's oh, no. that simple because <laughs> that's what my dad taught me. Yeah, uh, Luke, what's I mean, I'm you? old. I'm old. What do you want? Oh, of the nominees, yeah, I don't care. Um, I, I'm sorry, I just don't care. None of these were really my game except for Resident Evil Village. I loved Village, I thought it was great. Village, a great um, game. but but like I haven't played 
any of the other ones except for Psychonauts 2. And that genuinely wasn't for me. They talked so much. I couldn't get into it. Um, but I loved the gameplay. Like, I was like, oh, this is really fun. Um, and I might go back that, to it. I really might go back to it. That's what annoys me is because, like, you said you love the gameplay. This is so fun. You didn't experience, like, all the best parts of it. That's all the more telling of it kept stopping me from playing the game. I know. I know. I know. You know? Same all problem right, so I have with Guardians. If you would just they... put 40 hours into it. There you go. There Question. You go. Question for the Xbox fanboys. They fail to mention that there are two Xbox Studios games here. Deathloop well, and, and, and Psychonauts. They're, they're far and away the most nominated publisher. Yes. Yeah. What Xbox do you mean by that? has 20 nominations. That, that, is, that is huge. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it carries as much weight as it will next year if they can do the same thing. Because, uh, because Bethesda and Double Fine are both acquired as opposed to homegrown. So I think it carries a different weight, or at least that's what I, I interpret the like the conversation around it to be for the naysayers is that's that it's not an Xbox. It is stupid. I agree. That's like saying um, Spider-Man shouldn't be nominated because Insomniac was acquired. That's stupid. I so agree with you. Fully agree. Fully agree. I, I'm just kind of commenting on what I think. What a the weak argument. argument. What a, what a stupid. What is I think there's very little. About. Yeah. I, I and then also true. just for the <laughs> Xbox fanboys out there that I see all the time, make fun of PlayStation games. Uh, because what they're games? just they exactly well first what games and like they're all just story driven you know cinematic experience single player uh death loop death loop single player psychonauts 2 i think has more dialogue than gameplay and here we are saying how great these games are like i'm just saying i, don't I hate fanboy narratives i just hate when i just hate when like we're constantly like like us PlayStation folks are constantly dunked on because we like a good narrative game every now and again from Xbox folks. It's like that's all you guys have. And then the game of the year nominee Psychonauts 2 is heavily into its single player story focused game. And we're all like this with is great. respect, I don't think those two match up. I think the art style and art direction and the gameplay style are so different that you yeah. don't compare them to God of War or Blood Bloodborne or Spider Man. I don't think those are comparable. I think it's an apples and oranges thing. And then all these Xbox folks are oh PlayStation people they can't play multiplayer games. But here I am carrying Ains. I got the receipts, motherfucker. Don't fight me. Luke Lore carrying them, just <laughs> carrying these kids. They're on my back. You want you want, you want me to pull up the stats live? I can do that. Uh, the stats live on what? He's gonna get a Halo, about Halo, right? You know, I oh no, 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 I've done bad the past few matches. I was oh, focusing here on here we go. <laughs> here we go. I was focusing on quests. <laughs> Anyway, guys, that's all we got for this. <laughs> keep casting, keep casting that go up. I was focusing on quests. <laughs> Cut the tape. <laughs> hey, Luke, oh do we God. have any questions, comments? There you go. Okay, I was like, are we really ending? All right. Uh, let's see. Last week, we had Assassin Monk uh, comment on the cutoff dates. He said the year ends on December 31st, not November 19th. Take Tell care him. and be safe. Uh, hard to argue that I, I'm of that same uh, mindset. However, for the PlayStation community, I think to, to Joe's point 45 minutes ago, um, the, they have chorus, and that's probably it as far as releases for this month uh, that I know of. And oh, you also have um, Solar Ash. Well, PlayStation could have ended in August if that's what we're talking about. Right. I, well, you had Guardian. I mean, like you have Multiplats, but then um, Xbox still has the Gunk, Halo, and then Forza's very recent. Those are our big 
console exclusives. Uh, a big, maybe a, a stretch on the gunk, but I feel like that game's poised to do well. Real, um, real question. Real question. Do you yeah. think the title, The Gunk, hurts that game? Yes. I think it helps it. I think it helps it. Oh, you got a hurt and a help. All right. Mm-hmm. Battle. I, I mean, it, I know why Joe would say what he says, and I know I would say what I say. I mean, the what gunk do you think I'm going to say? It's vague and indiscreet. It has weird it has weird SEO. And, like, what does that do? For you? It doesn't really tell you what's in the game. Um, yeah, my, actually, my that's a pretty be, good one. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's good. <laughs> my yeah, point is that it's – so odd and so weird that if you search the gunk, what are you gonna get? Uh, you'll probably. Oh, I think that fan base is gonna eat the shit out of that game. They're gonna love it. It looks good. I mean, it looks good. Uh, codes are coming in soon, I believe. Uh, my impression is that they're coming out well ahead of the game's release, uh, which is, I think, tends to be a good sign. Mm. Um, and I've been for months working on scheduling mm-hmm. an interview with the game director, and I'll be talking to him a week before the game comes out. So I'm excited for that. Cool. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I've been working on that one for forever. Uh, um, Gunk is Game Pass, right? Gunk <laughs> is Game Pass. I don't think Chorus is, but Chorus nobody is should sleep on that game. No one should sleep on that one. That game um, is going to get slept on. I know. It really is. It's a shame. Um, but a great game for anyone to pick up that's not into Halo, that likes Rogue sure. Squadron and stuff. But no, I'm saying all this based on my two to four hours with it i'm not exactly sure where i'm at um i've got more to play before i have mm. final impressions and i can only say that stuff because we're releasing this episode we are um let me go back to, to comments we have some questions as well big mad mo uh, always supporting the show which we appreciate saying uh, it's just a racing game is disrespectful to the devs and the hard work they put in Agreed. Uh, i agree with that as well i talked extensively about that on i think big cast we had an episode about forza and yeah. what it what it means to create a game like that from a development standpoint is it's stupid to say it's just a racing game yeah agree agree game positive wanted to know why ains was not playing halo right now uh, it's a fantastic <laughs> question honestly fantastic question because <laughs> he had I to talk know. to us to talk to these two clowns <laughs> Um, he's probably going to rate it low because it doesn't have furry people talking at him for 20 minutes in gibberish. Uh, let's see. <laughs> did you just did you just make fun of Banjo Kazooie? Because we will throw down. It no, 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 biomutant. It was biomutant, but I, I know, but you realize, like, literally, this, it was it was an homage to games like Banjo Kazooie. This sure. is how we know Ains doesn't listen to XEP, Joe, because we mm-hmm. literally talked about that exact thing. I, know. I have not know. listened to XEP this week. Nope, I haven't. No, it's fine. You it's guys fine. know it's what just, I've been doing this week. Your, I haven't listened to anything. Co-host, just hanging out. That's whatever. It's cool. We listen um, to his shows. Yeah, I do listen to your shows. I just haven't listened this week. That's yeah, fine. He just never comments on them. Yeah. <laughs> do you think he clicks like on YouTube? All right. Uh, <laughs> we'll never know because they're going to take that away next. <laughs> <laughs> Famous Seamus uh, asks you guys. Uh, I know I answered this one, but he said, "What was your Black Friday haul?" That's this what I pulled year? up. Okay. What was your Black Friday haul this year? Uh, and then any best or favorite Black Friday hauls in years past? Um, well, you guys think on it. I'll say um, years past. Hard to say, but I know I got the white PlayStation Vita one year mm. uh, and traded. Don't like how he said white. Of course he did, right, Joe? Jesus, yeah. it was beautiful. I don't care what anyone says. I think uh, it was so good. He thought it just looked better than the black one, is what he told yeah. me. Mm-hmm. It's true. Also true. He I said did. something about being more pure. It's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Wait a minute. <laughs> he said something <laughs> about lasting a thousand years. I don't know. Something's not it was right. This whole rant. I've heard it yeah. somewhere before. And uh, yeah. that it, it was, he said uh, he had a forest, like yeah. uh, uh, to meet a group in a forest somewhere. Something about a bonfire of sorts. <laughs> Said a whole all bunch right. of like-minded right. individuals. It's good people. Good people. <laughs> good people. It's Nancy made Every a shit ton of great masks week. that nobody Every appreciated. Week, I say, can we not? That's not the type of mask we were talking about, Luke. All right. Yeah. When we said wear your mask, it's not what we meant. Jesus. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway. Easy anyway, voted for future class. Future class. Yeah, right. Uh, um, Can I be expired class? Oh, my God. I'm never going to get to answer. I'll join you. More famous Seamus over here. Just yeah. trying to find out what you like to forgot for, for Black Friday. Black yeah. Friday. Anyway. Black Friday. I, whatever. Oh, oh. Oh, that Friday. Can't just be a Friday. That's right. Black Friday. Um. Why no, do they I call it Black Friday? Let me ask. Because you get your it's when companies in were, would go into the black for the year, make money, make oh, money. They would, when the they year. would make money, they would cross. It's, when the, it's the day in which they would turn into the black for the rest of the year. Yeah. Okay, Idiot. Cool. Clown. Come on. Um, old. I. Yeah. Back in retail. Um, <laughs> back when it was a catalog, and we loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at a catalog store when I was 15. True story. Mm-hmm. Um, was that was that like post or like pre-reconstruction? <laughs> uh, you mean post or pre-industrial revolution? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. You're right. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I I can answer Black Friday one. Nothing. I I don't really pay oh, really? big attention to Black it must Friday. Must be nice to have money year round, Ains. No. I Take that. That's my good one. <laughs> Got me. Um, uh, yeah, I, I can't think of anything. I, I I didn't buy anything gaming related on Black Friday, I don't think. But then gaming related shit is the only shit I spend money on like every day. So it's, it's, it does. it's no it's different. It is absurd. absurd. You're not Did kidding. you get that refrigerator or whatever? Mini fridge? No, I haven't yet. I will. You think you will? I was in uh, no rush. But yeah, I will. I'm Although actually legitimately really I'm... loud. Yeah, I heard that too. But yeah, like, but also the way that GameSpot phrased their thing was so clickbaity. It's like it's really loud and annoying. I was like, oh, all I didn't right. see that. I didn't see it. Is it? And I, like, I want to know. Is it? Or are you just yeah. trolling GameSpot? Because yeah. you've done that lately. All right, well, settle down. Loot. What is it? it? Loot box. Yeah, yeah, the loot. Yeah, they called it a loot box. Or loot in crate. Halo or Infinite. Oh, in Halo Infinite. Yeah. It's like, all right, there. The cave that you walk up to and hold X. To go in and get equipment, yeah, ridiculous. Um, what was I gonna say? I oh, no, it, in our chat, like in our chat, uh, Bomber and someone else got the fridge and they, they said it's loud, yeah. I got Dark Souls Remastered, nice. I got Castlevania, a uh, Requiem, Sy- Symphony of the Night, and Rondo of Blood for five bucks. I've never played those games. I heard Symphony of the Night is amazing. Uh, shout out to uh, Metroid for getting me curious. Then I got Life is Strange, True Colors, and I know I got something else. I've heard True Colors is really good. 
Oh my God. For the first act, I'm on the first act and the twist. Cause I'm like, I'm walking and going, it's going to be this type of game. Like it's, it's true colors. And they, they flip the switch where they, cause, cause life is strange is about like a, a whodunit. And this one, it's like, I was waiting for the whodunit. And then it flips the script so well where I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm into whatever else they got cooking up. And I know I got something else. Castlevania. Oh, right. Um, I got off of the uh, 12 month of PlayStation Plus Dishonored uh, 2 uh, because I haven't finished it. I remember selling it. So I really want to get back to that game as well. And then I got uh, Civilization, uh, I believe, 5 for the PlayStation as well. Because I like a good strategy. 6 is the newest one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is like ten bucks. I was like, all right. That's a lot of the games you mentioned there. That's a lot of time. Yeah. I'll probably get to half of them. Uh, I know (laughs) I'll beat. I know I'll beat True Colors. Um. I know I'm going to at least give Castlevania Symphony of the Night uh, uh, a go. Uh. I know I'm gonna beat Dark Souls Remastered because I owe that to myself. And uh, we'll see about the rest. I'm curious to see what you think of Symphony of the Night because I know some people have that on their greatest game of all time list. Um, mm. um, but it came out 20 years ago now. So I'm wondering mm. for someone like you that's visiting for the first time what you're going to think about it. Uh, you want me to see when it came out? Castlevania? It was so, PlayStation yeah. 1. So it's 95 to 2000, somewhere in there. Ready for it? Ready for it? Is that in the Castlevania selection? I was collection? six years old. What year was that? Uh, it was 97. I was born in 91. Jesus Christ. I was 27, 28, Ains. Sorry. For me? Um, yeah. Yeah, I was maybe. 12. I was 12. <laughs> 97, you said? Mm-hmm. I graduated high school in 96. <laughs> <laughs> True story. 97, oh, I was living in Seattle and broke as hell. Let me wow. tell you what the difference is between old and young right, right now. It's, uh, did you have the internet when you were in college? Yes. You did. You you Googled things from your dorm room. Well, did Google's you had to go to the... a stretch. Google's a stretch. I had the internet. The Jeeves. internet existed you... before Google. Were you asking Jeeves from your dorm room, or did you have to go to the library to do it? Real quick, true story. Won't be long. My first computer I bought in 96, right? So I was 17. He was rich I was gradu- too, it seems. I was graduating in high school. I had to <laughs> I had to manually install the NIC card. I don't know if you guys even know what a NIC card is. Oh shit, no idea. A NIC card so that I could go online. It's called network interface controller. I had to install that in my computer, hook up a phone line to it, and then I eventually bought myself my own phone line to my bedroom in my parents' house so that I could play games online without getting disconnected. That's a lot. I had to That's change my X- I had to change my Xbox's MAC address to match my laptop so I could play through the school network. That's about as far as okay. I had to go. OG Xbox, yeah. So before that was Dreamcast. Dreamcast was uh, dial up. Mm. Ninety nine, yeah. Good times. Okay, man. good times. Yeah. We still called it the typewriter class when we were learning how to type. Wow, I heard we had, we called it typing. We, we called it keyboarding. Mar- why were, Why was my class more advanced than yours? I don't know, man. I didn't come from an affluent neighborhood. <laughs> Maybe we called it keyboarding. I don't know. I learned to type because of Mario. Yeah. Oh, really? I learned to type because of Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in the class I took. We, we 
Mm. Ran and jumped Mario in one program, and then we had to do a word per second thing because my words per second were very high for a good while. Oh, That's really? Good... Mine's yeah. mine's still to this day sucks. You know this. Yeah. Oh, and, like we used to compete in school. Ours was this is no joke either. Like Missile Command, where the <laughs> the yeah. words would come down and blow up your city, and you had to type them before they would blow up your city. And we had a yeah. weekly high score that our teacher would have on the scoreboard on the chalkboard. And uh, me and this one other kid in school were always one and two. We were just competing with each other every time. Shout out to those kind of games. Remember like Math Blaster and stuff? Math I Blaster was great. Games. See, I Joe doesn't know games. what we're talking about. But it no, was I know. Do you? There was right. like, yeah, there was like a space game we played with the keyboard. We spell something right yeah. and some shit happens. <laughs> played Oregon Trail with the floppy disk. Yeah. Okay. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Gold, the golden age of gaming right there. Let, let me That's tell right. my kids don't appreciate that these days because it doesn't save to their profile. They don't get achievements yeah. and their battle it pass doesn't progress. Back in my day, we played Halo without progression. That's right. And that made it And better. we locked it by gold. That's right. We don't have to conform to these new youths wanting to enjoy That's right. That's right. credit for it. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know what's happened. Oh, this is us talking. We're, we're acting you out and, and your generation as you guys remember 15 Halo minutes ago <laughs> when Luke said he was in those that forest, that thicket. <laughs> oh, gee, <laughs> this is his real on. voice. <laughs> Luke, Luke, you're not that much younger than me. Shut up. I was trying. <laughs> I was trying to point out these old Halo apologists because that's what I was going to oh. bring up like forever ago was yeah. Halo apologists trying to say like, well, we don't need Halo to be. We don't need progression for Halo to be. Hey, you do. You do because your it's competition a, even, has it. Even as someone who doesn't necessarily play it for that, it's a, it's a pretty dumb argument. Um, mm. it, it just is. Yeah. I mean, the expectation in 2021, 2022 is that your game has meaningful progression and unlocks. I mean, that's yeah. it should have yeah. that, period. Yep. Even if someone like me, I do. I play for the competitiveness. I play for the rank mostly. But it's a no-brainer. The game should be better in those aspects. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's frustrating because it, the core is so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the honestly the best so gunplay of any game I've ever played. All right. Well, I don't know if I got that. Name a better gunplay game. I'm not ready to go there yet. I'm not ready for that. I need a single you. player. I'm, well, yeah. Can't say anything. Um. No, literally take multiplayer and how it feels, the guns and movement, and just put that in an open world. I'm thinking. I'm thinking also. I need. I need to process this question. I just yeah, need, I to, need process to process it. it. No, no, you know what? In two I, weeks, let's talk. Yeah. Because I'm being serious. Like, let's talk. I want to. They're already doing great fixes. I have a hot pretty... take. Uh, the thing that's coming off my chest. Battlefield Three. <laughs> I fucking love the way those guns shoot. I love it. There's like this this beautiful art. In the way I was, that I was all set to be shoot. like, let's do it, let's hear it. Bit. No, I, I've honestly thought about this a lot, and I couldn't come up with anything. And I, honestly, to your point, Joe, I'd say Battlefield Four was better than Three. In some aspects, sure. <laughs> Again, like, and I'm not talking about the fluidness, uh, the fluidity of it. No, no. Yeah. I'm just like the guns felt really great. Um, what, whatever right, boys, happened to Battlefield? Let's get out of here, boys. What yeah, but have you played Battlefield 2042? Because, you know. No, my PlayStation will not let me install it. Your PlayStation is smart. Yeah, uh, that's what some people are saying. That's thing with right now. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. It hurts. Those anyway. poor share. Yeah. Those poor developers, honest to God. I'm looking any, forward to talking about Halo with you boys very soon. Any uh, Anything else? Nope. We're good for this week. <clears throat> keep keep uh, 
Give me some water. <coughs> what? <Keep that. coughs> Don't keep bring casting. out your real voice again. Uh, keep casting that co-op. Not you. <gasps> Barack. Luke. Luke, not you. Oh, yeah, Luke. His country voice, you know, the, the woods That's voice. That's right. Keep Are casting that co-op, kids. <laughs> Hate you. All of us. <laughs> <laughs>